Are we ready for my close-up, Mr. DeMille? Mr. DeMille, I am ready for my close-up. But are we ready for this jelly? <laughs> <laughs> I am going to use these buns. I know, I know. <laughs> I want you to. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches With Beards. And on today's episode, I say, back of the line, gays, June is over, July is here. And I say, welcome to Stepford. We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And we both have opinions. So let's get this party started. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Oh, it's been ten days. Ten very long days, though not so very long ten days ago, because we were together on Sunday. <laughs> oh, I feel like culture just blew up this week. Well, the, there was so much news. There was so much news that we have had to pick and choose, sacrifice babies, and there we are. <sighs> Max is on strict time limits. It's like a Weight Watchers point system at the moment. I don't get to 32. Oh, is that what the limit is? Yeah, 32 is the limit. It's like the limit for gay people fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn, I passed my prime. <laughs> I actually really wanted to lose a lot of weight this summer, so I went on a Leonardo DiCaprio, and the limit's 21. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, did I say that? Uh, you did. You, you did, Rose. You, did, you know the Rose. rule. They get let in the bar. They get let outside. Oh. Oh. So you've had quite the week. Tell me. Oh. Tell me, Stepford. I, I went on a sojourn up north to the land of Connecticut. Or how, how is it you pronounce it? That is hardly Nanak of the North, but Connecticut. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did not go to Connecticut. I went to Connecticut. So I presented at a Docomomo National uh, Forum, which stands for Documentation of the Modern Movement. So it's modern architecture, modern landscapes. I get it. I'm a historian. Leave me alone. It's a big deal. So I presented. I, I won't bring it up. I'll leave the past in the past. Well, we're going to bring it up next week, so there we go. <laughs> Listeners, FYI, it's coming up next week. Uh, so I went to New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, it was it was a very interesting city, unlike any other that I've been to so far. It was just, um, yeah, it was it was different than what I expected. I expected like pine trees and snow, and there was not none of that. And you know, it feels like you didn't connect as much, but you appreciated it for what it's worth. Yes, I did. Thank you for phrasing it like that. Thank you. A lesson intact, as um, Ian McKellen would say. Well, you know, someone's got to have it. But no, some there's so many cities, isn't there? It must be really hard. And you come in with such a a knowledge that. So what Max is trying to say, I'm a landscape historian, and I do have a lot of background in reading urban contexts and urban forums and grids etc and new haven was rather unique in trying to read the pattern so it was it, it was um how shall i put it it was uh different than what i expected different. all right there we go yes yeah we had a nice trip i had a very nice trip and i had a very interesting surprise which you know about what happened with the surprise Oh, do you not want to go into the surprise? Oh, I do want to go into the surprise. I am going to go into the surprise. So, listeners, I presented on Thursday, went out into New Haven after I presented, had lunch, had, you know, local fare, came back to the hotel, and decided that I was going to put on a facial mask, because that's how I self-care. Yes. So I put on my robe that I brought here from D.C., put on the facial mask, and I have a knock on the door, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? 
you know, I'm sprawled out on the bed. What the hell is going on? With the mask still on, I go and I answer the door and I, you know, look through the little peephole. And there's a guy with a champagne bucket. And the penis hits you in the eye. <laughs> no. Anyways, with a champagne bucket, a bottle of sparkling rosé, and two glasses. He knocks on the door, and I open it up, and he's like, I have your wine. And I look at him, and I said, I didn't order any wine, sir. Like, this is not for me. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, it's not mine. He's like, oh, okay. So... He goes away, I go back to the bed, I sprawl out, and I'm still with a facial mask on. Five minutes later, he knocks. Again. I go to the door, and he says, no, 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 this is for you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, your friend, they brought it for you. And he just hands it to me, and he runs away. And I'm like, okay, great. So I text my friend, Julie, who I went up there to New Ca- uh, to Connecticut with, uh, thinking, because we both presented that day, same presentation, we presented it, and I said, hey, did you order rosé for the two of us? Because I've got two glasses of rosé and a chilled bottle right here. And she's like, don't be silly, why would I do that for us? I'm like, I don't know. Because <laughs> what? <laughs> because we like to drink. I'm like, uh, do we need an excuse for it? And she's like, no, I didn't order that. And I'm like, okay, weird. So then, immediately, I get a phone call from the front desk, and the front desk is like, so... We don't want this to be weird, but... Uh, You've made it weird already. Right. I'm like, uh, too late for that. Um, they're like, so the uh, the bottle of wine is from your friend. They dropped it off. And I'm like sitting here and I'm like, I know one person here in New Haven. And I've met a few people at the conference. This can get really awkward really fast because there are two glasses. I'm like, I said, so who was this friend? And they're like, oh, it was your friend. I said, no, no, no. Who is the friend that dropped off the bottle of wine? And they're like, oh, it's the priest. And I'm like, so he had it delivered because he's in D.C. right now. That's what we said. He had it delivered. I said, no, you said he dropped it off. There's two different things. Two different things. One of them I'm being propositioned by a, a you know forum goer and I'm about to have to put out. The other one is a very nice gesture, which was lovely and Thank you, priest. I love the way you said you had to put out and not have an awkward conversation. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I'm just gonna have to suck a dick. Well, it was one of these that everyone liked her presentation a lot, and I was like, oh. clearly. Yeah, I, well, I, that's what I was worried about. I'm like, say it again. Blah, 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 blah. Tell me about Ladybird. Anyways, but it was, it, anyways, it was a lovely gesture, but it, it was, was, it was very awkward though getting there. And then so I immediately called him, and I was just like, hey, thank you so very much. And he's like, did you get my card? And I'm like. No, <laughs> there was no card with it. He's like, I gave him instructions for a card. I'm like, yeah, that did not arrive. That would have cleared up everything. Lord have mercy, Connecticut. I, I know, Connecticut. I mean, can I just say it's really odd now when we refer to the priest by his real name because oh. I now I know him. I feel like I'm in my Sex and the City the movie era where everyone's referring mm. to Big as John, right? Apart from Samantha, but then she's no longer to be seen. But I'm like, it's really weird now, and I get messages directly from him about things. I know, I know, it's very nice. But it's like, okay, this is so odd. Like, I see on my phone, I'm like, uh, oh my god, it's like the end of Sex and the City the, on the TV show in the last scene is her getting the text message. Does that mean I'm Carrie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> I actually think you're more of a Charlotte. I was going to say, I'm like, more you of a act Charlotte. innocent, but you are like the biggest whore. They did a thing, right? A <laughs> toll on the podcast listened to. Uh-huh. Charlotte had the most uh, sex. 
with yeah. different people. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie always had boyfriends. Yeah. 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 I. I. I I'm very much a Charlotte. Well, I think out of the three of them, because they, they they spoke like like Samantha never existed. Oh, Samantha did exist. Mm. Samantha was there. Samantha was there. Well, that sounds like a very entertaining week. Uh, well, it was very entertaining in New Haven, and then I went to the land of Stepford. Oh, Stepford, yes. Like literally, I think I knew where Stepford. With was. Nikki Kay and Betty M. I I wish, but yes. So uh, Julie and I on Friday we played hooky from the forum. Because we were just like, ah, we presented already. We don't have to go to these other talks. So we didn't. Uh, we went to um, New Canaan, Connecticut to go see Philip Johnson's Glass House. Highly recommend going if you know architecture. Do go. But um, definitely found where Stafford was filmed. It is the most waspy town that you will ever find. Uh, we went on a... <laughs> so it started off, we had to go to a visitor center to go to the Glass House. It's in the middle of... A um, shopping strip, essentially, with a parking lot out in front of it. Every single space is reserved for a law firm and a design company that are not adjacent to it. Also, there are no parking spots if you're going to that visitor center. You go to the next parking lot. There are no parking spaces available until you get to this other parking lot. It's called the Lumberyard, and apparently they tow. But they couldn't put that on the website. We had to go in, and this Freulein was just like, you have to go to the other parking lot up the hill. And I'm like, don't put it on your website. We must go there. It was horrible. So we go to the visitor center. We get on the bus. And there are literally six of us on the tour. So there's Julie and I in the back of the bus, because we're the bad kids, naturally. And then there is this woman who is from New Canaan, Connecticut, and her friend from Georgia who is interested in buying a house for $7 million dollars. She made that known several times. Well, okay, we're all interested in buying a house for seven million dollars, <laughs> right? She, you know, the fact she has means to do that is is the defining factor, right? Yeah. Absolutely. But she was adamant she wanted to find a house for seven million dollars, and then there was this mom and her son, and we're going to focus on the mom for a little bit. So this woman literally had thirty thousand dollars worth of jewelry on her wrist, not on her hands, her wrist. She had not one, not two, but three love Cartier bracelets. She had one Ballon Blue Cartier watch, and she had one Alhambra Von Cleef bracelet. Like, literally, Julie and I were, like, photographing the jewelry and just, like, looking it up. It's like, oh, that retails for $7,000, and that one is for five, and that one's for five, too. Like, the woman was ready to flee. Her wealth was on her wrist, literally. Jesus Christ. But... I got some very interesting information from her. Apparently, Sean Diddy Combs hosted a party um, at the Glass House, and she literally pronounced it like that the entire time. She wouldn't call him Puff Daddy. It was Sean Diddy Combs. I believe he is Diddy now, but I wouldn't call him Sean Combs. Well, well, here's the thing. She emphasized the Diddy. Like, that was the only thing that she emphasized, and she was like, she was, like tripping over it. Um, apparently, Mariah Carey lives in New Canaan. Whenever she is not in the sea, or whenever she is in the sea, she lives. Well, does she emerge? Is that the sea she emerges from? I think so. She okay. emerges in New Canaan, is where she emerges from, two blocks from this lady's house. But the biggest star that lives on her block is one Richard Gere. Well, I've been for Richard Gere. Well, here's the thing: the town is upset that Richard Gere is living in New Canaan, Connecticut. Why? Because he's a Buddhist. 
Oh, for fuck's sake. Not because of the gerbil incident, but because of his... Well, the gerbil was hearsay, and the gerbil apparently has not given an official statement on that one. I, I get it, but they were offended because he was a Buddhist. They're like, it's just horrible. The Buddhists have moved in. And it's just like, Richard Gere is what you're offended about? I'm offended your fucking Christian religion is a nasty piece of shit. Right? I'm like, Richard Gere is your offense? And as always, we state on this podcast, God can come down and say hi. <laughs> That's horrible because of the priest. But no, I'm sorry. Just don't be tolerant, intolerant. I just don't have time for that. Pick one. Well, that being said, like, I just had to sit in the back of the bus and just laugh. I'm like, "That's your line is Richard Gere being a Buddhist is the most offensive it's thing. It's hardly the Harry Krishnas coming there to think they're twinkle bells. I know. I was just like, anyway. Jesus fucking Christ. And then we had Literally. Lu- right? And then we had lunch. And this sea of Lily Pulitzer came into the restaurant that we were in. It was... A sea of what? Lily Pulitzer. Lily Pulitzer is a clothing brand that's very flashy and very floral. Very bright colors. Don't, yeah. al- don't always work together, but... Yeah, because in fact, you probably never see me in a pattern. I think probably is a... Yeah. yeah, anyways. A bunch of those came in, and then literally one of them got out into their SUV, pulled into the road, and just stopped. Like, no turn signal. She wasn't at a cross oh, street. I love that. She wasn't at a parking spot. It. She was just parked and she was blank. And we had to eventually go around her because she was just gripping the steering wheel, looking blankly off into the distance. Oh, the bike had not worn off. The lithium or something at that point. Like, she, she clearly, her battery was done broke. God bless her little wooden head. Oh, so true. But, anyways, New Canaan, Connecticut is the Stepford. There you go, people. Venture at your own risk. Venture at your own risk. But I have been, I have seen, it's quaint and gorgeous, but I have been insane. That's how I feel about myself, quaint and gorgeous. Oh, you are very quaint. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, obviously the week before last was intensely intense. Uh, yes. We still have updates and stories, but we're not going to go there this week. (laughs) I, I promised Daniel I'd keep my news down. So, Saturday night... The R word finally raised its ugly head. Rave. Oh, sorry. I'm sitting here and I'm like, what R word? I'm a morning person. I need sleep. I mean, I say that. I've been on fire asleep for the last two weeks. I don't know how I'm doing it. I am tired. Do I need to give you some of my little melatonin? No, I literally go to bed at one and get up at five to go running. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sleeping fine, okay. okay. But no, so a friend buzzed us and was like, do you want to go to a Broadway wave at 9.30 club? <laughs> I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> what are we talking about? I mean, okay, but I need to sleep in that morning. I'm like, if I'm going to go to a rave, oh. I need to be getting at least a good nine hours, which never happens. But anyway, we got it. We went to this rave. Uh-huh. We were like, what is a Broadway rave? Is it just going to be a bunch of ABBA remixes? Because apparently Mamma Mia counts as musical theatre now. Or is it going to be a bit of Gloria Gaynor, which we were playing earlier? Is it going to be some remixes? Is it going to be Hamilton? It was a lot of Hamilton. Oh, there you go. We all kind of went out of a sense of morbid curiosity. Uh-huh. It was me, the Hubs, uh, lovely Sarah, her new beau, who's very sweet. Uh, yes. Well, not beau, we're not sure if he's beau yet, but he's, I like him. Uh, he's working towards it. Yeah, uh, but, uh, and our friend, who we found on our balcony naked during Pride. <laughs> um, oh, yes. So, yes. everyone was curious about what the Broadway wave would be. We get there about 11.30, which is Jimmy Jam times in Max World. Yeah, same this is me. about when we're putting on, like, Golden Girls. Yeah. And we get there, and it is a bunch of theatre kids and the Hamilton soundtrack. So they're living their best theatre dream life. They are living their best theatre dream life. The Hubs had an amazing time. I was a bit self-conscious. Like, I felt that I couldn't do, like, the positions. 
necessary. I was like, I need a beat. I actually, as much as I look... Could you do one, two, three, four? <laughs> yeah, as much as I like, I look a bit awkward. I do. I like a, I like a dance music. I like a dance beat. Uh, yes, but I, I, I tried to get into that. it. I had a bit of, like, in a day, I was just like, because I had a bit of a lazy day. I hate having lazy days. So I had to take... I know you do. Um, so I was a bit, like, out of it because I had to find a way to relax myself. And I was a bit like... Mm-hmm. But it was, you yeah, know, it was fun. But, like, the DJ with every song would come out from behind a DJ booth. And I say DJ, like he put on like another soundtrack. Ah, yeah. You know, at one point I thought we're going to get the whole fucking Camelot here, which is what, two songs and prayer. <laughs> and he somehow though would react. He had a Hamilton jacket he loved. He came out as Book of Mormon and one of our group went up on stage and did a whole Book of Mormon re, re- thing. Ah. And I was like, this is definitely not my crowd. Like I, I'm not, no. a, I like theatre, but I'm not a theatre kid. Yeah, there, there is a fine difference like, between I the two. Would, bullied by the theatre kids. Did I tell you the time that I was in West Side Story as a shark, which is racially insensitive anyway, and the Jets actually beat me up on stage, and the music teacher pulled him off me and accused me of starting a fight. Because I was the least talented one, and I needed to not blame the Jets. Okay, okay. That's how low my high school period went. So anyway, oh, okay. with, with the hair, and... I didn't realize it was that low. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, like, went, it, went, like it, it went low. <laughs> it went low. So the so the DJ starting to do like cell block tango, and I have to say number seventeen, him, the spread eagle. Did you do that? I have just for him between. <laughs> I he did an eclectic celebration of interpretive dance and close up magic. A man should do a one man, five person. Production of cell block tango, like something I've never seen. Luckily, did not involve fishnets. I mean, I don't think it'd be that hard. Actually, thinking about it, you could do it. He did it, and I think should he have done it? There, I just sat there, gaped, gooped, agog. The gall, the gumption of him doing it was something else. The gall, the audacity. It was a good night. Uh I do have to say, the guy that was on Grinder at the bar, I felt like Grinder should have basically just said, "Everybody in your vicinity." The homosexuals are all around you. But it does move me on quickly Mm -hmm. to Sarah, who we went with. Just want to give a shout out. I do like to shout out people that listen. Yes. She came over uh, before. We were having some drinks. It was a lot of fun. Uh, We love her. The dog adores her so much. uh, The tail wagged and smashed a glass. Oh. Yeah, we are. Glass smashing. We are down a stemless. Oh. But she has said she's been an amazing friend, but she actually loves the podcast and um, said that she learns a lot about gay culture and DC culture for it. And when I told her that she thinks she missed the priest at the Pride party, literally looks like she missed a celebrity. Well, the funny thing is, so one, Sarah, we love you. But Sarah, darling, you actually had a conversation with the priest. Like, I introduced you to the priest. Like, that that's the irony of it. And the priest was like, did I meet Sarah? And I'm like, yeah, yes. you, met, you, met Sarah. you both met. That's how good a party it was. Yeah, it was. But yes. uh, Sarah is also a amazing, uh, talented singer. Yes. And a vocal coach who I have been considering using to boost my confidence. Sarah Nichols' voice, or you can, if you want to, just drop into our DMs, but do it. A nice yes. But no, absolutely lovely. So that's just our little shout out for the week yes. for podcasts. Yay, Sarah, we love you. Yay. Clearly, we're in the Stepford mood. 
We should be drinking. Oh, and darling, we are drinking. I've right not now. tried this yet. It's in a martini glass. Yes. So this is, mm. I so I tried to lessen the vodka, but we had to make up the volume somehow. So there is vodka. Okay. So, listeners, while we were in Stafford Land in Connecticut, uh, I had a very glorious cucumber martini, which is what I have made for Max tonight. So Ooh, cheers. Cheers in the plastic glasses. This wonderful martini, and. Uh, I'll put a hair on your chest. It's nice. It tastes like mum, mother's kisses and um, <laughs> gym water. Uh, so, listeners, he doesn't like it. So there we I know go. it's lovely. No, mother's kisses means it tastes like the wild card. No, it's good. It's nice. Well, anyways, I'm trying to get the balance right with a cucumber, and it's just not quite working out with the little Persian one. So. And there's... <laughs> bless you, deaf dog. <laughs> and there's no snack this week, because at the moment we do have a vegetarian meatloaf in the oven to have between this and a later recording we're doing tonight. Yes. But uh, it, it smells good, actually. Yeah, oh, it smells delicious. I cannot wait. Some lentils, it. some fake meat. But no, we are going to be doing a recording with a, another podcast we'll talk about next week. Yes. But apparently, one of us, i.e. me, has to take a cold plunge for three minutes before filming, recording. Because I am apparently the fastidious friend based on the text. I thought that was a cute little name for you. No, here's the thing. I have never felt more complimented by it, but I was just like, okay, I see My what's going on. My fastidious little <laughs> I was just like, thank you. See, uh, that was us saying goodbye to the hubs who has decided to go mustache and looks like the Pixar dads. Yes, he just needs to trim it just a little bit. It's vaguely hot, but I'm kind of suspecting that his daughter that I don't know about is going to lose an imaginary friend tomorrow. So, Well, I mean, if he was married to me, she'd be in Switzerland, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, honey, I just put her in, in somewhere with Miss Hannigan, quite frankly. <laughs> She's ginger, send her away. <laughs> Little girls. Little girls. I've never seen that film. Really? Yeah. I love that film. I just don't like gingers, to be honest. Well, fair enough. I got used to him now. Oh, you're learning to adapt. Why is Harry Potter so unbelievable? I don't know. The Ginger's modern one friends. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, Max, we can't say that. We just did. Well, you just did. Uh, I don't edit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, news this week. What is going on in the gayborhoods? Yes, we talk about the facts that are gay, gay adjacent, or just a little bit camp. And I've got to get the script up, and Daniel did that off by heart. I and know. Yay, episode 21, <laughs> our baby is legally old enough to drink. Oh, and she's drinking like a fish. Darling. So, I have news. Do you? Yes. Uh, obviously, the big thing this week for me was oh. Superman casting. Oh, yes. Do tell. So, do tell. Uh, Daniel was a little bit like, why are we doing... Well, what's going on with Superman casting? Yeah. And I was a bit like, well, he is... We are a culture podcast. Obviously, we're a gay culture podcast. Duh. Uh, Superman is tall, dark, and handsome. Uh-huh. So, quite frankly, he's my type. And I'm just like, well, he's hot and... I like tall, dark, and handsome too. So he was. I mean, yeah, the prince, prince, the prince, uh, the priest is, is very. Uh, the priest is very tall, dark, and handsome. But no, so I feel because he's such a. It's so significant every time mm. Superman is cast. Yeah. Well, yes, it's sort of a, a cultural generational touchstone. Yes. So and uh, the way the the movie uh, movie industry is going at the moment is a cultural touchstone every five minutes. Well, yes. <laughs> oh, you breathed. Oh, new one. <laughs> So on that note, 
That's why I went to bring up the drama. I said there was drama. You did send me a message because it's like, what's going on? And you're like, there's drama. And I'm like, do tell about so, the drama. As you know, Marvel has still an interconnected MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe. Marvel, so the yeah, one that we're still yeah. seeing is still part of the original one that started with Iron Man. Uh, DC tried to... Re- God, it's still going. Yeah, DC tried to replicate that. They started with uh, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. It didn't really work out. They went the wrong tone. The film struggled. And they... Is this, the, is this the one with Henry? Henry. So Henry ah, was the one. And ah, then the idea Henry. was that this would lead through... Uh, Flash was still technically... I'm going to go into that later. But part of it, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't work. So they decided, after a lot of back and forth, that they needed to change, change tact. And James Gunn, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy... But, yes, I do know that. Yeah, he, he got fired from Guardians 3 because of some... Uh, old tweets they reinstated him but but DC snapped him up yeah. he'd apologised and actually people like Selma Blair stepped up and said look he's apologised if we're going to still fire people after they've apologised then what's the they're never going to apologise after that right. so but because he did so well Suicide Squad and then Peacemaker they've instated him as the head of DC and he's now in control of the general movement forward we'll, we'll move you beyond the secondary characters you yes. get to back to me but as he the trouble is was just before I did that The Rock released Black Adam I do remember which was a spin off of Shazam and at the end of it uh, spoiler alert skip ahead 30 seconds Henry Cavell appears oh. as Superman and then it was on Instagram it was spot very quickly but oh I am back we're going to do new Superman Mm. James Gunn then gets instated a couple of days later as the new head of DC and says we're going to pretty much just take it back to zero <laughs> no bitches <laughs> no because bitches. they need to they, otherwise he's basically just piecing it together with old pieces uh, he, and he needs to I think I do fully agree and but I, my god have you looked at Henry Cavell yes he's gorgeous I think and when I go into The Flash that was meant to re yes The Flash was meant to reinstart start it but it didn't it kind of it, yes it, it changed things up but it didn't leave things in a place that you could launch a new thing off. It just mm-hmm. kind of sort of showed how flexible it was. So that was a, that was a that was a drama. So they've announced this week Superman Legacy, which James Gunn's also going to uh, direct, which is very exciting because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, I think the man has got such a great pop culture love. Yeah. His soundtracks are fantastic. I'm excited to see the lighter version of Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Corrin Sweet, who might, some people might know from Ryan Murphy's. Hollywood, and he was also in The Politician, has been cast as Superman. He looks like Superman. You wouldn't really recognise the name, but he's one of Ryan Murphy's, so we all know he probably... Um, because Ryan Murphy has strict auditions. Wait, what, what was it? He probably... Oh, 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 Sorry, that's it, me being it, naughty. I'm. There's no evidence to say that ever happened. Listeners, there was a hand gesture and a wink-wink, nod-nod, nudge-nudge. Oddly more exciting is Rachel Brosner, uh, no, also known as the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes. It's been cast as Lois Lane. That is a choice. That's uh, very inspired. Uh, no, 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 I think it's a good choice. But we're, getting, we're getting very Margot Kidder vibes, very back to uh, yeah, the fast-talking. Yeah. She'll be a stronger personality than him. Which I feel like when you go from the Terry Hatchers as well, mm. Lois Lane needs to be the bigger personality of the two. Yes, because she actually has a brain. Yeah, brain. So um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to call it. She needs to have a brain. So I'm very excited to see what they do next with that. Maybe maybe she'll go Rosalind Russell, his girl Friday route with it. I'd love that. My next bit of news, I'm not sure if you really wanted to talk about this, but I felt like everyone was talking about it. We'll see. The Titanic submersible. Yes, I also have a bit of news with that one too. So let's, let's see how we're going to tie into this one. I've got to ask you a question, Daniel. Uh-huh. Was this the baby Jessica of our generation? I think it could be the baby Jessica of our generation. I was actually having to think about this because there was a lot of criticism about people discussing mm-hmm. this over other stuff. 
and here's my opinions on this was it a bigger tragedy no, no. the trouble was the other uh, seafaring tragedy was so big and we are so obsessed with death as a culture we wanted to talk about it but we can't we this do like gave death. us an death outlet mm. I'm going to say the whole thing was a tragedy. The, I, the, 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 that poor 19-year-old who died because of it. They have not, they've not got their story straight. Did he want to go? Did he not? Yeah, I was going to say, I, we've heard all different sides of the story on that one. Apparently, what happened was very quick. That's yes. small mercies. Uh-huh. But, you know, someone pointed out, and James Cameron's been involved because, obviously, he's, he was heavily involved in exploration of Titanic, and he's mm-hmm. said... That you know you've got a, a ship that sunk because the captain was told not to go in an ice field and they did it without any lights. Right. You've got a ship that then you know implodes later after being told not to do this. The the they're going to make a movie out of, of this. Well, I don't want to. I don't actually want to sit there and do a countdown to that. I don't think there is a movie, but they'll find one. Well, the end scene is like it goes black. Like that's the way of doing it. The ship was hungry. So what did you have to say on this matter? Well, I was going to say, my... <laughs> I'm going to call call out the gays on this one. My special place in hell award goes out to the gays because guess what song is trending in the top 50 at number 11? Sipping. My heart will go on is trending in the top billboard top 50 at number 11 as of the recording of this podcast. Beware the gays. Celine Dion. I mean, we can't blame Celine, but we can blame all the gays because we know all of them are playing that song. We know it. We know it. It's true. And I think, to be honest, we I don't want to go into it too much. It's no, not really out here. No, um, no. It just seems to say, it just really honestly like, leads me to say that Titanic will be available on Netflix from July 1st. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. Is it really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, now I'm conflicted. Do I go watch it or not tomorrow? <laughs> the only other bit of news that I had was I read a really interesting article basically called Has Pride Gotten Expensive? If oh, you this Google- is actually a good article. Yeah, if you yes. Google that phrase, Has Pride Gotten Expensive, it came up. Very interesting article about just a New York Pride scene at the moment, mm-hmm. how much it's costing, like $100 plus to get into parties, how people are blindly buying tickets. All right, let's... Perspective DC gays, a hundred plus to get into a party, not a hundred for the entire weekend. Yeah. As we spend, you know, our Pride weekend. Yeah, maybe. our Pride weekend. Well, we 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 avoid the bars. I mean, I went oh, to the yeah, bar on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. I like yeah. the Sunday bars. Well, I mean, we did the bar on Saturday. But it's a, it's a very interesting article. And one of the things that actually is pointed out is that some people intentionally keep ticket prices low because they've noticed more diversity in the crowds. Yeah. Mm, so I do. It's as a just Google the term. Has Pride gotten too expensive? Maybe New York. Uh, just as a bit of news, it's a very interesting article. Maybe it's a debate we can have. The, uh, in nine, uh, 11 months time yeah, yeah. but no I actually came up and I just wanted to go, go get a mention yeah uh, Daniel what's your news got luck so so my last little bit of news is that Mamala Harris our VP Mamala uh, was at the Stonewall National Monument in New York and uh, she was there uh, touting her continued support for LGBTQ rights uh, and she's doing that on the anniversary of Stonewall and then she calls out um, in an article that I was reading, you know, you, that we're living in a horrible state that, you know, teachers in Florida are having to hide their partners and their identities because there's a threat that they could be yeah. fired. But then she was also reflecting on the fact that, you know, she told them in California, you know, Prop 8 has been signed. Like, you've got to marry these people. So it's just like, you know, it, the world that we live in. Yeah. The thing I liked, though, about it was Andy Cohen did play her Padam Padam. Yes. She didn't know what Padam Padam was. 
Mamala. Here's the thing. I think Doug knows what the dog, the dog I is. I do think Doug knows. I think Doug's a lot more clued on than she is. Yes, I do think Doug is. We love the second gentleman. Which does bring us on to the next point. We're going to do a quick check-in. Is Padam Padam still the song of the summer? Spirits say yes. yes. I give it three Kylies right now. Three, three Kylies. Kylies. We're at three Kylies. That's the highest it can be. Uh, we're going to trace No, the... I feel like it could be five Kylies. You think... The well, then I think it's four Kylies at the moment. Yeah, four Kylies. Let's I think it's four, four Kylies. Kylies. I think four it's, Kylies. it's post-Pride. I've, and it's still, it's still, it's still there. I think it's still. Power. I think it's staying power. That was a song that Andy Cohen chose to play to Mamala. Yeah, it's at four Kylies at the moment. It's at four Kylies. We'll give it, it four is, Kylies. It is kind of going to parent rock at the moment. Well, well, I might. Re- I think it will redeem itself with a remix in a few weeks. Probably. I think there's one coming. I'm surprised there's not one being at the moment. I Kylie knows what she's doing. She she's does. coming. So what's been your culture for the week then? Well, my culture for the week, uh, first and foremost, uh, was the cucumber martini that we just had. That, uh, apparently, Well, apparently we've got to work on the vermouth, according to some people. <laughs> We've got to sort out deals with his daughter because she's having emotions. Well, and Amy Polar ain't voicing all of them. Well, there we go. So, uh, food of the week was New Haven style pizza. So it is thin crust and it is charcoal grill. It is actually rather good. Nice. I do actually love that. Uh, my podcast of the week was Dark Valley. So if you like a good slow burn true crime podcast about a serial killer in like Vermont, New Hampshire, go for that one. My TV of the week would be Endeavor, the final season. There's only three episodes, and my god, the second episode was so good. Are they so, like 90 minutes, though, aren't they? Something? Yeah, yeah they, so it's like a feature film. They do miss, yeah, they, the, the ITV likes to do that. The yeah. BBC never tended to, but ITV like, would do like a short season. So here's the thing I started watching Endeavor in grad school, and like it's lasted me this long because like it's been keeping up. Because like, that's the Inspector Morse prequel, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it is. And it is very. Sean Evans is Hasn't fantastic. that outlasted Inspector Morse? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because he John, died. John Four, wasn't it? Yeah. So Sean Evans, very good in that one. Documentary. My documentary of the week, which I'm recommending for you, is called The Automat. It's about American food culture. Ooh, I like that sort of thing. Yep. You need to write that one down. My song of the week is, is It's My Body by Koi Leroy. Do not listen to this one at work. I'm going to put it this way because it gets very explicit. The very second line of this, but it is very good. It's a riff off the Ronettes. Perfect. I love a bit of Ronettes. Yep. And that's it. So my music this week, I think it's time to give Sophie B. Hawkins a second renaissance. Oh. I want to make you my lover. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. And also, I've been listening to a lot of Neil Diamond. Ooh. I adore Neil Diamond. And okay. Hubs was like, why are you listening to a lot of Neil? No, Hubs no. came downstairs and went, why are you listening to a lot of Bruce Springsteen? Honey, it's and I went, honey, it's my Cyrus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. And I'm, I'm, I think that the tour of his musical is going to come to oh. DC. Oh, Be- I could Beautiful Nights, yeah. Do we think it's going to be Kennedy or National? I think National probably, oh, okay. but I, I'm up for either. Television, just like that, started. I'm not going to review it. I, I think it's amazing. Is it realistic? No. Is it indulgent? Yes. Guess what? 40 minutes. Max is happy. Do not care. If you have issues with it, I love what they've done in the new series. They've cut they've all the characters as main characters now. It's now six episodes. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Matt Ball versus Matt Gale. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. We finally watched Queen Charlotte, the finale. Uh-huh. Yes. And Did you cry? I cried during that final scene. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. And uh, looked at the hubs and he was crying. I, I've enjoyed it all. I think it's been oh, a yeah, very yeah. well-paced yeah. scene. Actually, they did it really well. I liked a lot of the resolutions in terms of like, especially uh, the princess, the king mother, 
and what's her face Lady Danbury's character and like uh, no you cannot be weak I need you strong because I like fighting with you was hilarious Yeah. and I love that sort of like no we are going to spar uh-huh. but I thought that final scene again skip ahead a couple of jumps under the bed when it panned oh I, I so here's the thing I haven't seen the series and I will be watching oh. it but, but I do know I do know that scene because like it's gotten a lot of like traction in yeah when you see it I won't say it but yeah, no yeah, it was yeah. really worth yeah, yeah. I, no, yeah, I thought you'd been seeing this one I've been waiting for you to get through with it to see whether or not yeah, I should no, I've you're, been, you're my bellwether and it explains a lot I think it, cause it there's none of the kids in it there, there. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. But it's mainly about it gives us yeah. all the wind. But no, there's a final scene that's very well done, and I was very surprised. I do know that scene yeah. and cried, bald. Um, so I just went to some. Finally went to some movies. Finally saw Flash. Uh, for me, this film was culture. It kind of really used a lot to bring together. I would say at least ninety years of DC movies. Was it Michelle Pfeiffer? No, but it oh, goes into it. a lot. Like there's some, like they use a lot of um, AI to bring in some references. Uh-huh. Um, but I was just very impressed. It's not perfect. It does struggle in places. But how? Because he does change the timeline. That's the storyline. Yeah. They use some very clever alternate casting in terms of culture to create an alter, a very believable alternate culture. Okay. Not just revolving around DC, like other movies. They'll reference a movie and they'll be like, "I oh, wasn't so and so in that," and mm. it's because they've used. Rumoured casting. Uh, okay. So I really liked it. Um, been a lot of meta stuff this week. I saw, uh, finally saw uh, Cross the Spider-Verse, which uh-huh. was excellent. I don't like animations that much. You detest animation. Yeah, I find that I, I don't really connect as much, but this will look Whereas beautiful and it was very deep. Uh, lots of good cameos mm. from various Spider-Man iterations. Cannot recommend it enough. Mm. Bit slow at the end. It's two hours fifteen minutes, which makes it the longest North American animation made. I felt they could have tightened the end, but the cliffhanger is not what I thought it would be. I was gonna say, I feel like Miyazaki is a little bit longer, but he's Japanese, yeah. so it's different. Yeah. And just a side note: funny watch Shumanji, um Welcome to the Jungle. I, I was sitting, oh, on that. yeah, okay. never seen it, and actually was really good. I, I didn't think oh, I'd like okay. it because it didn't have that culture clash, you know, animals in a city. Yeah. But no, it was really good. I was like, oh, this is why everyone's liking it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, I'll quickly podcast Nikki Baye, who uh, people might know from Russ Matthews' podcast, did mm-hmm. a great one a couple of years back about her friend dying of cancer. Mm. She got a new podcast out called Near Death, uh, where she and the uh, pastor that she met while her friend was dying um, discussed death and life and death experiences. I cried this week. It's beautiful. Is this the one you sent the priest? Right? Yeah, it's okay. really yeah, well okay. done. A lot about people, and so it's a hospital pastor discussing stories and their own experience of death. It's, it is a bit heavy, but it's it's positive, but you will go through some stuff. So I do not recommend like being in public because you will shed a tear. I, I'm just going to say this as a friend right now. You and I might be doing a three-person like book club with the priest yeah. and I about this podcast. Yeah, so, it's yeah. Really, but I really, I've really liked it. <laughs> and it's a sort of, it's finding beauty in death mm-hmm. and comfort. Mm-hmm. So that may have been the culture for us, but what was making an impact for everyone else? We checked the fees, test and boot, and answered the question, what is gay culture? And I believe, Max, it's for you this week. Really? Really? And that's weird, because we actually switched lines, and that's odd. I know! Like, normally I was like, oh, I'm reading person one. Oh God. So we kind of were slightly post-pride, and we knew we were going to have a lot to catch up on. What right. we going to do. Right, right, And... And we knew what we're talking about next week, so we're like... It, the, hub, the hubs and I got into a weird habit recently, and it was well, not a weird habit, a very 
gay habit of watching a couple of episodes of Golden Girls before bed. Very catchy. Uh, it's very niche. It's no. not on who is it on Hulu anymore? But we we're watching the Hallmark stream. Okay. So we're getting mm. adverts for Christmas in July. Oh god damn it! So <laughs> we, I buzz Daniel and when. We have to start July off with Christmas in July. Oh, well, we have to. Not Independence Day, not, not you know, Enols and Star-Spangled Bannards and Fort McHenry or fireworks or the British burning the White House. No, we have forgiven you for that. We're just talking about Christmas in July. So, we were discussing Christmas in July. I, I love how you just moved on beyond all of that. It is it's all of that. We have to go past this to why do we do Christmas in July? Because yes. I know it from... I have not been to a campground during this but I know a lot of people are like oh we should go this weekend it's Christmas in July which traditionally happens July 25th we're doing it now because we want it out the way so I feel like you should emphasize what sort of campgrounds you're talking gay about gay campgrounds are usually clothing optional okay thank you Derek because I know Christmas in July from like advertising and sales is how I know it <laughs> so yes so, really, so I know the, and then I know after that that Hallmark likes to do a let's do a whole ton of uh, Hallmark movies during July well Hallmark so I get it a little bit I do get the idea that everyone likes Christmas and obviously the campgrounds are only open at summer so let's do a Christmas party in summer because we can't do it in winter oh, yes and the polar bears and the daddies are there and they can dress as Santa Claus and I'll be kind of honest I want when I deep dived this I wanted to find something kind of sinister and I actually kind of didn't but I think I then took it as an opportunity to say okay let's explore something new so what I will going to ask you Daniel I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and I'll try to answer as best I can. And I'm going to find these questions because apparently my notes have been completely ridiculous. But am, I, am I supposed to answer as a gay or as an American? So, or both and. Daniel, question. Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah what does what, what what does Christmas mean to you? Um, and how does it make you feel? Christmas means to me. It's um, so what it means to me is a very joyous family season with. Family being defined as those that I've chosen versus those I know. Like, I would consider you and the Hobbs as, like, family for me. And Julia, etc. and Kit and Gracie at that point. Like, yes. It's it's a time for closeness and just celebrating Is us. it? Do you feel... Is it movable for you, that no, feeling? No. No, no, no. It's very much... It's tied in with Thanksgiving for me. Like, I, I'm... Like I said, I'm going to be, like, the anti for this one. It's it's very much, like, Thanksgiving on, like, really, for me, is Christmas season. So, for, for my own, like, side of it is that, for me, Christmas has always been a sense of, um, a sense of nostalgia, especially oh, as we've yes. got older. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know it's a bit of a harder time for me because I, I do miss England as much. Yes, I, I do. It's not that. easy to get back to England during this time because we have a dog. It also on a darker side note, let's go a bit deep on that one. You're out, our, our dog is getting older. I and her birthday is in February, so Christmas is a little bit of a like, oh, the dog is one year older sort of thing, you know. But we do reflect. It's a way of reflecting on the past before moving on to the new year. Yes. Well, thank you for going much deeper than I went on that yeah. one. But yes, but I, do, <laughs> and I, and I love it, and I do, and I think it's a time um, for me that. I, I'm someone's quite sensible I'd like to think even though you probably won't get it from this I, I was born before tea as my friends would say you were uh, and I do and for me that it's a time to indulge not just in some you know um, some some richer foods but also just uh, it's a little bit of fun well it, I feel like you also make it a little bit of reflection for us yeah. reading, which is nice like it's like 
and what did you accomplish this year? It's like, I appreciate that. But like, it is a whole thing. I turn it into a meditation of reflection and progression. Yes, which I love, Max. Like, why are we friends? Because we're the same person. But the trouble with that is that it, that doesn't transfer. So, to be honest, yeah. for me, Christmas in July is just, like, hollow. Like... I, oh, it's very hollow. It's so hollow. <laughs> I know you want to say, oh, Max, just relax. I'm like, but it isn't... It isn't the same thing. You can't really do it. You want to feel cosy because it's cold outside. You want to have the hot cocoa in the fire pit going. And you want to have, like, the mistletoe. No, ironically, we are probably watching the Christmas movies at the time of year they were filmed at. So, uh, oh, absolutely. That, that's the irony of it all. But, so I did a bit of a deep dive oh, yes. uh, in it. And actually... What was quite interesting was the history of Christmas in July that I found. Yes, you tell, and I will add in whenever I can. So actually, the first mention of it was in Werther, which is an 1892 French opera with a libretto by Edouard Blau, Paul Millet, and Georges Hardman. Oh, that's French. So essentially, in that, a group of children rehearses a Christmas song in July, to which a character responds, when you sing Christmas in July, you rush the season. I would agree. Thank you, the French. For one um, thing and one thing only. Well, actually, Escar, yeah, thank you. So, actually, one it did really come about was some for some reason, Camp Keystone um, in North Carolina, 84 years ago, or in 1933, decided to start celebrating Christmas in July. Thank you for us that came out. Is that in Brevard, North Carolina? Yes, it is. Yes, thank you. Yes. And for some reason, they decided it would be fun for all the campers to just do a little Christmas, and they exchanged more jokey gifts. Well, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of Christmas in July. Yeah, and, I, and it seemed like, and I think that was kind of funny, the fact that my experience of Christmas in July has come from the summer camps, or the, oh, um, the, yeah. the, the campgrounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, of course, you had the 1940 movie, Christmas in July, in which a, a man is fooled into believing he has won a $25,000 in an advertising slogan contest. And he buys presents for family, friends and neighbours, and proposes marriage to his girlfriend, and it turns out to be fake. Ironically, Hallmark will continue this tradition of tricking people into buying crap in the summer. I feel like... So here's the thing. Christmas in July to me. I'm going to go on a tangent for a minute. And I'm Please gonna, do. Anyways, I feel like that moment in like uh, the Peanuts Christmas special whenever Charlie Brown's like, it's all commercialism. Like That's really what I feel about Christmas in July. I'm not going to lie. So a lot of it is about setting off stock. Yes, or, you know, oh, it's time for a sale. We need to move it on for the new season. Yes, and yes. selling stuff. But, yeah. so, yes, a lot of it is preparing to sell stuff. Yes. Um, I wanted to say that I found a deep, deep down cultural lexicon of Christmas in July. But, unfortunately, I really didn't. But, mm. I did want to say that I'm not a religious person. But, actually, a, a lot of the reason that Christmas in July came about was that churches would do drives for donations uh, in July. So, they'd be ready for the missions come Christmas. And I can pull it into D.C. Yeah. As in Calvary Baptist Church in Chinatown in 1942 started that. So yes. The Red Church. So the, the Red Church in Chinatown. The Red One. The Red One. And also with World War II, July was the perfect time to start sending Christmas cards to make sure they got to the front. Which is sad that it took them six months to get to the front, you know? The other reason that also came up was that a lot of the Southern Hemisphere countries uh, actually did Christmas in July because the weather would be slightly closer to what was seen as traditionally Christmassy. Right. So, you know, Franny Fisher went skiing and, you know, 
July yeah. in Australia. So I want to say there's something deep dark reason, but if anyone, I just hope this has maybe illuminated it. I do think, you know, for Hallmark, don't show a whole month's worth of Christmas movies. Lacey Chabert has enough exposure for you without being put on. Or I'm going to challenge Hallmark. Make a specific Christmas in July movie that is not about December. That would be fun. Uh, we don't want the reruns from December. So Save I, those for December. I do kind of feel it's a bit of a letdown of a topic, but occultally, no, I, but I, I was just like, I was looking into it going, okay, why do we have Christmas in July? And it turns out there are actually legitimate reasons, and it turns out there are cultural reasons. And most of us So, like Christmas in December, there's legitimate reasons, there's cultural reasons, and there's moneyed reasons, and most of them are moneyed reasons. It's always about the money. And. <clears throat> with that I feel that's the end of Christmas in July ho 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 until November uh, when we begin it at the Thanksgiving parade so I, I'm going to say thank you for saying it begins in November because I start November 1 though not I don't start at the parade oh god we start uh, we do <clears throat> our decorations I do the card within a week and then we have to get sent out so I do all my cards the first week of November Decorations go up the Friday after Christmas, but like we're already pretty. That's why I send all my cards November first, so I have eight weeks to enjoy them. That's the line from Gavin and Stacey. I don't disagree with that line actually. My grandmother believed in that line. Who signs just John? Really? (laughs) It needs to be from the last name of the family. But anyway, if you're gonna have a good Christmas July, go have some fun. Yes. That being said, we're not gonna yuck your young. Have fun with it, but like. Just know that it, we're like, eh, yeah, okay. it's not no, for us. I burnt myself out this Christmas. My God, when I got to the end oh, of it, I went Hallmark Christmas. I'm going to do it again this year with even more star power. Max, we're going to have a conversation about that post-podcast. Because I don't want you that burned out because like, you went through it. Oh my God, we even did and Solstice. You, I was going to say, and you didn't even host half of the events. <laughs> <laughs> Saying nothing. Daniel, do you have any culture that you've been, has been hitting the feeds this week? Uh, no, Ashley. Like, I have just been... Uh, me. Me is my own culture. Like, I, I didn't do anything because I feel like the gods gave us so much news this week that I didn't know where to like, start cutting stuff. Daniel, do you have, like, an obscure bit of culture news that maybe I've heard whispers of but haven't heard that you want to describe to me yes I do have that though so this is where usually old and tired would be but this format has gone out the window like the baby you know with the bath water at the best and it's you know you know seven days old anyways so I I feel like this is the Limburg baby baby oh oh god Max Connecticut. There we go. Oh, really? I think it was Connecticut. Unless it was Jersey. Do you know what my favourite story from that like, sort of era is, though? Why? I love Sonny Von Bulow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, man. Fucking love Sonny Von Bulow. Me and my mum. Oh, my God, man. And then who's the actress that got um, killed by the, her scarf? Oh, I know who it was. She was driving a car there and it killed her. Me and my mum. My mum put a scarf on. I'm just doing a, oh, go on, I'll find this in a minute. You keep talking, babe. It's, it's, it's got to be silk scarf at that. So anyways, my news, uh, my old and tired-ish story of the week is that Marston Hafner, for those who don't know, who is the son of Hugh Hafner, uh, the inheritor of the Playboy wealth, because Hugh is dead at this point, uh, did an interview this week about how he is on OnlyFans. 
Only fans, because oh. no one else. Well, and here is the very interesting thing. So he um, had this long discussion in an interview about OnlyFans as that he does it because there is an art between nudity slash playboy versus porn, and there's a difference, and he believes in that. He's reclaiming his grandfather's... His father's. Oh, God, I forgot that guy was a dirty old man. Yes, he's reclaiming his father's identity, but he said the entire reason why he was doing OnlyFans, so listeners, I did not do research, is what I'm getting at with this. He is doing OnlyFans so that he can buy Pokemon cards and books. This is play, This is p- literally paying for habits. Can you imagine if you're like, why do you do OnlyFans? He wants to get Pokemon cards. I'm like, that sounds like you're pedoing. So here is the irony of it. He mentioned in the podcast, or the interview, that he could buy a five-digit Pokemon card by the end of the year, based on what he's getting. I'm so happy for him. But also, I'm like, really? This is what you're doing with what you're making? Also, this is why you're doing it, is for that? Like, you know, and that being said, like, we get the artistic aspect to it, but also I'm just like... Honey, I, I don't know that I'm going to support this. fucking Pokemon cards. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, fuck's I f- sake. I feel like you're making enough of a Playboy residual. Like, <sighs> For no. fuck's sake, Clarice. So, yes. on that note, yes. my word of the week yes. is Adora Duncan. Adora Duncan. Is Adora Duncan. What's Adora Duncan? Is Adora Duncan. Is the actress. Oh, is Adora yeah, Duncan. Yeah, is Adora Duncan. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I missed the It's not the word of the week, but so um, is Adora Duncan was an actress in the 20s, 30s who was famous for her scarves and then one day threw a scarf on and got caught in the wheels of a car and snapped her neck. My mum. And this is why there are no capes in the impossibles. Yeah. My mum, Mother Sycamore, uh, always puts a scarf on and goes, doing my best as Adora Duncan. Oh. Which is really sad because my dad had two best friends growing up. One of them died of a massive attack. One of them died strangled in a tree by his own scarf. Uh, so, mother, cheers. We love you. Do you have a petticoat leg? I, I don't. Other than be nice to your wait staff. I do have a petticoat okay. leg. Okay, no, go, go with yours. <laughs> Mine is when you woof someone on scruff, then you get a woof two seconds later, and it's not that guy. Oh wait, no, that's not where I thought it was going. Do you know what I mean? though? when you like, you go, oh, he's hot, woof. Then you're like, oh, I've got a woof. Oh, it's him. Actually, yes, I do exactly know that. And you're just like, the algorithm's off. You're like, why am I being woofed by you? Because it's two fake profiles. Two fake profiles. Two fake fucking profiles. No, it's also more that it's like, really, I was so excited. It, it was like you, but it's not. It's you. No, 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 it's not you. So, Daniel, what is your culture for next week? Fireworks, hot dogs, bikinis, patriotism, and uh, sweet tea. Funny enough, I said mine's big bangs and hot dogs in hallways. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Well, Daniel, do you think we covered everything? Darling, we barely set the agenda. Cheers. Cheers. It's recording. Okay. I'm going to get in. All right. Oh, fuck my arms off. Next, uh, that's too extreme, darling. Too, too, too extreme, really. Too extreme? Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. And this is why I never take cold showers, really. Uh, it's actually like, I don't think as cold as it can be. We have such a weird fucking uh, thing. Oh, honey, it's so cold, dear. Don't yeah. Get, yeah, no, no, no. The pace is invigorating. Do you feel invigorated? Not really. 
That's fair. Well, my body's adjusting. Maybe it's a straight thing. Really. Should I start throwing ice cubes at you? No, you should not fucking start throwing ice cubes at you. Okay, I won't. I won't. I won't do that. Don't worry. I'm not gonna get my hair wet because, quite frankly, that is just not. not no, no, good. honey, don't get the locks wet. No, 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 I'm no, not. no, no wet locks. I mean, apparently the Grand Duchess Anastasia did it and she yeah, died. So there you to go. Do? Is it just meant to invigorate your body or something? I don't know, but like I said, Anastasia did it and she died. You've been listening to Bitches with Beards. I've been Max, and I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.